Passion Life is now working in 27 different countries around the world, really helping pastors teach their churches and the community of churches to organize pregnancy help ministries that fit the context of their own country. One of the most exciting moments of my life is when we get these reports from around the world. But some of our reports come from countries in which the Christians are are persecuted and they really continue to live out their their church life as part of the underground church. Uh, They have to be very careful about what they say and do. And when we get a report from these places, we can't really share the pictures or the specifics of the stories. And, and in many cases, there's some of our best stories that we have to keep uh, private at this time to protect them. I received a report from one country like this just last Friday, and <laughs> it's not helpful, but I'm telling you the stories were really inspiring because these are co- courageous Christians going into great lengths to help mothers who are in crisis have their babies and to overcome insurmountable odds and their stories that just inspire. So it's depressing then when I hear this steady, constant criticism uh, against the pro-life work from uh, our, our critics outside the movement. And one of them, uh, those criticism is that we need to be a whole life movement rather than a pro-life movement. The argument goes like this, quote, the whole life movement seeks to purify the pro-life movement of its inconsistencies. A pro-life movement that ignores infant mortality rates, uh, starvation, or the degradation of the environment simply does not deserve the label pro-life. Only a whole life approach can make the pro-life movement authentically pro-life. I think this argument falls flat when you put it to the test, when when you apply it consistently to anyone who's doing any kind of non-profit work. They do not need to take responsibility for doing everything. To save an innocent child from being intentionally killed does not mean that you have to become an environmental advocate uh, at the same time and spend whatever precious few resources that you have equally among hundreds of different social concerns. So the people, can you imagine my telling the people living in places of great hardship and persecution that if they rescue a mother from aborting her baby, that now she's responsible to stop starvation around the world or they need to become Uh, uh, environmental activists or they need to equally address social policy and law otherwise they're inconsistent I know some people some really close friends of mine who work with uh, Muslim refugees who come to this country from hard places as well and they help them resettle they get them an apartment they help them start to learn English they they uh, make sure that they're here legally that they can get jobs and they start to integrate into our society can you imagine if I were to say to my friends 
uh, you only care about refugees, but Jesus cared about all these other people. And if you are going to be consistent in your pro-life work with refugees, you also have to take care of the elderly and the sick and the poor and deal with unequal education and become an environmental activist. This is a burden that no one places on any other group of people but pro-lifers. If you are taking care of inner cities kids in the after school program between 3 and 5 p.m., you're doing a great thing. It doesn't mean that you are not consistent if you're not doing everything else for those kids. So this is an argument that I really encourage you to resist. Stand in the pro-life gap, defend the innocent, and I really encourage you to join us at Passion Life as a partner, supporter, prayer warrior to help us bring the gospel of life and to help Christians in hard places defend the weak and the innocent where it's most difficult to, for these children to survive. Thank you.